Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 133 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. You thought we weren't going to make it, uh, but we <laughs> snuck one in here just before this week's matches. <laughs> just just barely. <laughs> um, obviously, two busy people host this podcast, but we're, we're getting it done. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a deserved week to talk about as well, Joe, because there were a lot of good games, a lot of upsets. I mean, just your average first week of Hero Pools week, to be honest. But um, I think maybe even a little leveled up because just the schedule. Hero Pools, Hero Pools are not the schedule going into this week, especially for NA. Um, just looks so nuts. So many good matchups, uh, and we certainly got those. Um, let's let's just jump jump right into it because the first game was a wild one right off the bat. Paris Dallas. Goes to five maps and Paris ends up winning it. My God, um, what what were you thinking at this point after this upset, Joe? I mean, <laughs> we just came off of Dallas, obviously having their worst tournament yet. They still made it. They still went to Hawaii, um, but they did not make the grand finals for the first time. And then they come and lose three two to the Paris Eternal, Joe. What what what's going through your mind for Dallas at this point? Or is it just like, oh, Paris is really leveled up? Uh, yeah, I think uh, a good combination of both, um, for sure. Because Paris did look really good in this series. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's really disputable. Um, I know one of my comments about this team last week was thinking about, uh, particularly Naga on, on the DPS role when we knew that Echo was going to be banned. Um, and and my 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 theory at the time was um, how much of an issue that might end up being for the team, but um, you, you know it turns out uh, there's there's another hero in the roster. Uh, I believe I believe her name is Worse Echo, and uh, <laughs> and Farah is um, a really nice alternative. Uh, you put it in the hands of somebody like that, um, and I, obviously that's not quite this not quite the story of the whole series, but. Um, definitely saw way more of that than we're used to um uh it, 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 definitely definitely good look for paris uh, and dallas yeah also had an interesting week um pulling off the win over the shock um obviously later uh dallas and shanghai both in positions obviously right now um um where they they have clinched um <laughs> a playoff position or a playoff berth um although actually I don't remember. That may not have been the case for Dallas before they got their one win, but now with one win at least, um, <laughs> they, they've got that worked out. So, so they've got some flexibility. What's going to be the rest of that sentence, um, and some ability to to um, um, you know do some do some trying of stuff. And I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word experimenting. We'll we'll talk about that later <laughs> with more teams, but. Um, um, but but yeah, definitely a good match to start off the week, and uh, one of those like I, I knew I knew it was gonna be a long week, um, <laughs> right after this nice long series. Oh yeah, but the week the week evolved from that point too. Uh, like while we get while we were getting those fair things, and it was clear that um, that you know Dallas is definitely worse at those trying to run those dive comps. Uh, in comparison to Paris, who just Naga was great on that fair, as you mentioned, and just didn't work out for him. The week, it evolved. You know, people thought 
Farah was like the way everyone was just going to start running Farah, um, and and stuff like that. But you even in the next game, literally just had Houston Outlaws, Washington Justice, neither of them running Farah. Uh, and Houston Outlaws end up taking the series 3-0. I want to talk about Justice because I predicted it right, Joe. I came in <laughs> last week saying, I think this week is going to be similar for the Washington Justice as it was their first week of Hero Pools last time around where they went 0-2 and looked the worst they've ever looked. I predicted it because I said I, I don't have faith in their coaching staff to figure out the meta as quickly as other coaching staffs as we've seen before and I was right I mean they had a really hard schedule but they didn't put up any fight at all against both Houston and and the LA Gladiators um which is a little concerning of course hopefully they bounce back this upcoming week though yeah I forget the stat um but yeah so the, the Washington Justice like they've only won like two maps of their first week so far in this season or something something ridiculous like that yeah damn that's crazy um yeah don't quote me on that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we got we sort of got into and it was more of like a especially the next time we see paris against boston i think now it really because both houston and washington were not running farah so we we weren't really seeing there was no proof at that point like oh farah sucks because these two teams aren't running it. Like people, people at this point still thinking, yeah, Fair is probably still the dominant comp. Just both these teams don't run it. Um, but then Paris comes out against Boston, and Boston, they have a great counter comp to Farrell, um, especially to the Wrecking Ball, because Boston, Boston, Paris was just um, Boston's comp, not only countering Farrell super well by using Punk very well on the Diva, but the rest of the comp with Arissa and all this stuff just torturing Don on the wrecking ball who while he was feeding a ton I mean it's hard according to our main tank fusions who had to scrim against this comp on ball it's just the worst comp to run ball in ever it's the worst (laughs) time he's ever had playing overwatch um so yeah it it all of a sudden became like a rock paper scissors type situation with this fair comp it was like okay well if teams run fair comp now um, there's a clear counter to it out there. Um, and Boston ended up winning the Series 3-1 because of it, and Paris couldn't adjust. And this week was just weird overall, right, Joe? There's uh, Coming out of this week, you got one, two, three, four, five, six one-on-one teams. I don't think we've ever seen... When when you win one game, you, you, you usually win another game that weekend, to be honest. I think it's more likely you go 2-0 than one-on-one. And in most cases, you have the momentum. But for some reason, um, six teams went one and one, and it is just like a circle of of just people winning against other teams, losing against other ones, and you have no clue who's going to be good at this point. I guess the only thing we can be confident in is that Atlanta is going to be good because they're the only two and O team in NA right now, um, beating Houston and and the Gladiators. And this was a meta I didn't think Atlanta would be that good in either, Joe. So I'm surprised. What do you think of Atlanta? Do you think they're like the clear favorites in NA right now? Yeah, there's they certainly um, you know, have, have the history and the talent to lean into that you know sort of anti. Um, I guess the the term is anti dive comp you were talking about there. Yeah. Um, if you think about you know some of the hero pools we're looking at uh, for the players that is. 
Um, but yeah, getting right up, um, right up um, into the into the big mess of um, North American teams right now. They're they're one win behind, um, technically second place in North America, um, but but first if you count like actual regular season win loss record. Um, the, the top five teams have nine or ten wins, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, uh, in in uh, in North America, I should say. Um, uh, but, but yeah, absolutely a great start for Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to think, or I'm trying to pull up real quickly who they're uh, rounding out their month with. But um, but but that that's definitely looks like they're playing Florida and. Dallas. So Dallas. It, it'll be some exciting matches, and I think we're actually going to pick the uh, Dallas game later in the show. But um, but yeah, that's that's absolutely. If you're an Atlanta fan, you know these um, the, these matches. Uh, the more you can win, the better, which is um, always true, but even more so this time in the season. Yeah, and that Dallas matchup is huge for them because that's the one team they still haven't been able to beat, Joe. They still just have not been able to beat this. This one team is stopping them from greatness, in my opinion, uh, because overall they've had such a good season and such a good, like, after stage one, after the first stage, they did awful. And then the rest of the time, they've just been so good. Um, as you mentioned, sitting there at 9-5, and five, which is only one game back from... Um, the rest of the table, and, to, and they're technically tied with Shock and Outlaws as far as points go, uh, all at ten. So, yeah, it's it's um it's it's looking good for Atlanta right now. Uh, Florida, Dallas, gonna be you know definitely not matches the scoff at especially Dallas, but who knows what Florida's gonna look like? We haven't literally not seen Florida in over a month. It has been a long time since we've seen Florida. Anything could ha- they could bring out anything. We have no clue what they're going to be doing, and probably uh, will too. I mean, if you think yeah. about some of the stuff they were doing lately, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I'm, I'm glad. We're, I'm glad Boston is not the first team to face Florida. I'm glad we get to see Atlanta, Florida before we get to fa- before we face Florida because uh, I, I just want to see what they're doing, um, and I, as I'm sure our team wants to as well. Um, what else? I mean, let's head to APAC as well. I mean, this was just a crazy week overall, no matter where you were, APAC NA. I want to hop on over to APAC for a second. Um, where you got Philly, Shanghai, and Philly sweeping Shanghai, 3-0. But later in the week, you also have New York beating Shanghai, 3-2. And I think the question everyone has on their minds, Joe, is, is Shanghai... Tanking is this a is this an NYXL season one thing they're doing here, um, where they they have APAC clinched, they're in playoffs already, um, they got nothing to worry about. Why win these games? You know, is the, do you think that's the situation that's happening here? Should we not celebrate this win for Philly? Should we not celebrate this win for New York? Should should we just ignore the fact that Shanghai is zero two in the countdown cup right now, Joe? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore you suggesting we don't celebrate a Philly win. Uh, <laughs> I figured. I figured. Uh, yeah, we can, we'll take those where we get them, as far as I'm concerned. But um, uh, but yeah, this actually um, 
um, you know, every week we pick a match to rewatch. Um, and in my case, it is going to be the this Philly Shanghai match. Um, but really, both the Shanghai matches. Yeah, I I need to go back and look uh, <laughs> and try to get some kind of idea of of what to think about this team. Um, you know, before they suddenly play again, uh, which I guess they. Um, yeah, it'll be you know coming up right here, um, this coming week to to end their to to end their regular season. Um, the, the yeah, I think uh, it's it's probably some combination of all of the above. I don't want to say, um, I, like I said, I don't want to say that that Shanghai is you know tanking for tanking's sake or or just trying weird stuff because they can. I don't I don't think. Um, that makes very much sense um, for the team to do, and you know, because uh, there aren't very many advantage or there aren't very many incentives to continue winning if you're at this point. Um, but one of um, one of those biggest incentives is uh, still financial. I mean, obviously, with the you make it to the Countdown Cup tournament, you can pick up the extra money. Um, um, and then you're you know you're trying to balance that with, uh, yeah maybe you are you know practicing different compositions all this kind of stuff, but you think about it um, you know playoffs are not on, on any kind of hero pool, so um, the, yeah, as long as you're competitive enough to to make some money I mean that's um, the one one assumes that's um, where Shanghai's head is at still. Yeah, maybe they're just hedging their bets here and. You know, they're like, yeah, screw the Countdown Cup, honey. We're gonna, we're gonna take that week those teams are playing for the Countdown Cup and start practicing for playoffs and try to win the whole thing. That's the only reason I could ever see just like throwing here at the end. I don't, I don't see any benefit to losing besides that, and it's not even that big of a benefit. That's just like an extra week of practice, basically. I, I, I really. I, I don't think Shanghai is throwing either, to be honest. I think Philly really leveled up here, and I knew they I, – I had a feeling Philly would. I knew what we've seen from Philly lately wasn't as good as they can be. So that one is, like, not as surprising. I definitely knew Philly could possibly win that game. New York, definitely a little more surprising, but New York has also been leveling up as the season goes on. Um, So much I'm giving my MVP to Flora because I really want to point him out because I think he is just consistently beginning better and better every week of this season. Um, and he's a big reason why New York is able to compete with these top teams now um, and pull out a win against Shanghai. So yeah, it's, I'm going to be interested to see what Shanghai does next week. It would be super weird if Shanghai just like had not only wasn't in the countdown cup, the top four, but didn't even have a chance to make it like at two and two, there is a possibility they don't even that. And that's the best they can do two and two. They have a tough schedule, a tough game, at least against Seoul. Um, and then Guangzhou should be a win, but who knows with how they, how they've been playing, I guess. Um, but yeah, it'd be super weird if the team who has won the last two tournaments just isn't even there to defend their title this time around. Um, and it's also weird because, like, what they were playing in the in the summer showdown, a lot of the teams are playing in this meta. Um, and it's just weird. Just weird to me that, that, that they're uh, here losing to two teams anyways. Yeah, I think we have not seen the last of <laughs> the Shanghai Dragons. 
um, in whatever context that ends up being. Um, yeah, it's this is craziness. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the shock. That's a team we haven't talked about yet uh, because they had an interesting week. They took Dallas to five maps, which um, I think is actually pretty uh, impressive based off how they've been playing lately, of course. Um, and looking pretty good while doing so. I mean, they, I think they're still def- they're still one of those teams that's definitely trying to... They're one of the most versatile teams in this meta. They have not just consistently been... On one end, you have Paris, who consistently just ran what they ran, Feral Ball Comps, Feral Ball Dive. And then you have Shock on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, where they just are running so many different comps. They're running Farah at points. They're running just anything you can imagine. Um, and that that is the best part of this Shock roster, is how versatile they are uh, and how much everyone can play, how their subs can come in and, and play whatever. I mean, that that's one of the best parts of the Shock, and it showed when they won 3-1 against Boston later in the week. Um and like I mentioned, the spectrum of Paris and San Francisco being on the exact opposite ends, I think that was the biggest issue for Boston is they kind of had a set strategy to counter Paris completely. Hard to counter a team that doesn't really have a set strategy, right? So, Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, you know, with the kind of depth they have, it's, it's hard not to... <laughs> hard not to flex that... Um, yeah. To, to flex that flexibility uh, to your <laughs> advantage there. Absolutely. I, I think I'm, I'm impressed with Shock from this week. I mean, Dallas, super tough team, and then that win against Boston, great. Um, who, they, who do they have left? Let's see. They got Toronto and Vancouver. So I think this could easily be back in the plans for Shock, which they haven't been in, in uh, since the June joust, right? So that'll be exciting. Always great when, when the Shock are competitive, which they should be. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens I guess we also don't know what Toronto is going to be like um, who knows who knows who shows up Vancouver could come out come out guns blazing here this could be theirs um, that's true they have their best chance to win this month you know Yeah. true <laughs> very, very true but I think we're all hoping that, that they're both winless London Vancouver both winless to that final game yeah um would be fantastic um anyone else any other teams you want to talk about here i briefly mentioned gladiators for a bit when they faced atlanta um i'm not worried about them in this meta atlanta's a really good team and they almost beat them and then they just stomp washington so not too worried about them it's i think it's just really hard to, to decide who's who's like Who's really, really good in this meta? You know, the only one we know so far is Atlanta. But even, even then, I don't know how Atlanta would do against Dallas or Shock in this meta, or even Paris. So I, like, I just this. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm out right now, Joe, on on my analysis. Yeah. Another question mark for me would be uh, Houston. Uh, yeah. Just, just looking over the teams they play, um, Gladiators and Florida next week. Um, and at least one of those, maybe both, is going to be definitely a challenge uh, for a team that, you know, they beat Washington and got stomped by Atlanta. So, yeah, same same deal. Uh, hard to tell exactly where they're going to sit. 
Yeah, who knows? I, I think I, I definitely want to see more play out. And just like um, the June Joust that also had hero pools, the meta completely changes in hero pools from week to week. Um, like week one June Joust meta was so different from week three. I think it went from like double shield to like complete dive, basically. So I have no clue what's going to happen this time around. Uh, but I imagine something will come out on top. Um, I, I just hope it is not as bad as as that Moira Lucio comp that came out on top in June Joust. Because that was just boring as hell to watch. Um, but no Lucio this time, so hopefully not. Um, yeah, anything else to say about this week, Joe? Um, other than I... <laughs> Uh, I went 0-5 in my picks in the first five North American matches, uh, so that was very exciting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, finally re redeemed myself on Sunday, but um, but yeah, not a good week for pickums, but uh, definitely a, an entertaining week, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely not a good week for pickums. I mean, I just completely forgot, so Joe's taking the lead again. I forgot, <laughs> not completely, I just forgot one of the three of the a APAC games I forgot to pick, so... That that'll hurt for sure. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the news. We start off. I mean, everyone's heard about um, this at this point. I would hope um, the Blizzard sexual harassment lawsuit. Of course, I mean it's it's been just all over the place. Obviously, um, as far as it pertains to Overwatch directly, um, apparently they were going to there was gonna they were gonna announce a new deathmatch map. Um, and it did not get announced because I think it was literally the day that all this broke. Uh, they were going to announce it, but just didn't happen, obviously. Um, as far as the rest of it goes, J. Allen Brack stepped down, who was the the um, the leader of it all. Um, sponsorships are dropping from, from the league. Um, T-Mobile dropped, and now I think today news came out that Coke is coke and who's the other one? coke and state farm are going to stop oh. are going to pause running ads yeah, um, I seen that yet. yeah they're going to pause running ads for a little bit so um they haven't completely dropped but apparently they are not not sponsored currently right now um so yeah it is clearly affecting a lot here um just all over blizzard games um yeah it's been it's been crazy it's been crazy and I'm, I'm glad that it's all coming out to be honest it's it's great to see this it's i mean it needs to be stopped so um obviously it sucks for the league and stuff like that and a bunch of people at blizzard who have nothing to do with this are getting punished for it a little bit but it's it still has to be done you know yeah, and and hopefully you know the the results uh, surely really are gonna um, prove, prove the. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but but it, it's gonna be worth it many 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 times over. Yeah, exactly. Um, hopefully so. Uh, we'll we'll keep you, everyone updated on all that stuff going on. I'm sure we'll still be getting more and more news every week on it. Um. Oh yeah, here's another thing. I just remembered that isn't on here, Joe, but I want to bring it up real quick. They had uh, Blizzard had a, a call, and they talked about Overwatch Two in it, and they said um, that they just passed an important milestone in development, uh, 
in Overwatch 2, and in the next upcoming couple of months, expect a lot of announcements. So, that's exciting, at least. <laughs> um, Overwatch 2 news to come. And maybe sooner than we thought. Hmm. Yeah, that, that would be something. Uh, <laughs> can't say I'm going to hold my breath, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely good news. And it's funny, we just sound... Um, uh, we just sound tired talking about that, and part of that's the the rapid subject change, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, at the same time, we, it's been we've been dragged along by this for what three years now. <laughs> so it feels it feels like oh my god. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to get excited until we actually hear, you know, much of substance. Yeah, I'll, uh, once we hear stuff of substance, I'm going to be so excited, though. I know it. <laughs> once they, like, announce another hero or, like, give us Sojourn details or something like that, man, I'll be eating for sure. Um, but until that day. Okay. We got Hangzhou Sparks Leisure, of course. Um, hasn't seen play at all this year. Uh, of course, citing some... Uh, mental issues earlier in the season for why that has been happening and he has been demoted to a two-way player uh, with uh, Billy Billy Gaming so yeah uh, which makes sense I mean it's a good it's 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 good for people who want to see Legion in the lead if you ask me he'll, he'll at least get to play in some capacity which is is definitely better than him just sitting on the bench and not doing much all year um so hopefully that that's like a path to recovery or a path back to him being able to play in the league absolutely and it's, it's a good um evidence of good uh examples being set um by like other players and stuff because he obviously is not the first um to step away for these kinds of reasons um and you know hopefully uh, with this kind of this kind of logic won't be the last so that's, that's super nice yeah I, as far as i could tell he's handled it pretty well he stopped he stopped putting stress on himself by um i guess trying to play and be a starter on this team when he wasn't in the right mental headspace and you know he's sort of slowly inching himself back into it i guess um which is good i mean he was extremely hyped coming into the season I, I imagine that might even have a role in those um, in those issues you have. You know, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, there a lot, there's a lot of pressure on these players, you know, and it's a lot of stress. Absolutely. Um, next, new experimental patch, which um, actually had a good amount of changes on it, too. Uh, and a good amount of cool changes. Um, it did. I, yeah. Wrecking Ball being a pretty big one. Joe, you're yeah. the patch man. Want to take us through it? Yeah, it's been a bit since this came out, uh, so I forgot most of the details until you sort of refresh my memory there. Uh, yeah, because it's about a week old. It came out on July 29th for the experimental card, so presumably it's on its way out. Um, and we got to see some updates to Doomfist. Uh, his Meteor Strike Ultimate will speed up the cooldown rate of his abilities by 100% while in the air. Uh, AKA, you press Q and you get your abilities back quicker. So that's... <laughs> Um, enable more fluidity with setting up his combos. 
Uh, Genji got a couple of very, very slight tweaks, um, but very explicitly mentioned in the developer comments just for um, damage breakpoints and that kind of thing. Uh, so his primary fire damage from each shuriken um, increased from 28 to 29, and dragon blade damage reduced from 120 to 110 per swing. Uh, uh, so yeah, just some small changes that affect with damage boost and that kind of thing. Uh, Morber got a buff, because... Uh, She's been recently underperforming, apparently, um, to her self-healing, increased from 20 to 24 health per second um, while she's dealing damage. Um, so, so not just passive. Uh, took me a second to recognize that just now. But yes, while she's dealing damage, self-healing increased. Uh, we're going to change to Roadhog, which is very interesting. Um, his, just generally, as a hero, a Roadhog will now passively grant 25% less ultimate charge. Um, and so most, uh, most obviously, that's as his opponents are shooting at him, uh, they will gain 25% less ultimate charge for the damage they do. But apparently also, um, as he heals himself, he gains 25% less ultimate charge. Um, and as his, his teammates, his, uh, support player teammates heal him, they gain 25% less ultimate charge. Or at least that was the case, um, a few days ago. I saw that there was, um, <laughs> a Reddit thread about that. Uh, I assume that's, um, uh, that may very well have been intentional. Um, if not, it may get changed before this um, patch inevitably goes to live. But um, uh, basically becomes a little bit less of an ultimate battery there. Yeah, uh, interesting. That seems like a bug, maybe, because the, because of the developer comment specifically mentions like him being a downside for his own team. But that seems more like a nerf if if your team also gets less ultimate charge from it. Yeah, I, I hope there's some kind of clarification note there. Again, when this actually does get put out, as it presumably will. Uh, yeah, because it definitely doesn't seem uh, like as much as of a positive there um, uh, once they actually look into the interactions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple more heroes. Uh, start with Soldier. Uh, that his primary fire damage increased from 19 to 20. Um, and the healing on his biotic field reduced from 40 to 35 health per second. Um, so it looks like um, because of the reductions to his damage fall off at long range, um, which I guess is really an increase to his damage fall off at long range, uh, is weirdly phrased, um, and so they can tune up his damage a little bit there. And then Wrecking Ball, like you said, very interesting changes to Wrecking Ball. Uh, first of all, when you when you spawn as Wrecking Ball, very beginning of the round, or, or most um, most relevantly when you die and uh, pop back into the spawn room, uh, your grappling claw is on cooldown, so you can't use it for six or eight seconds or however long that cooldown is. Um, and specifically relevant for, uh, again, as the developer comments talk about, um, to reduce his contribution to objective stalling. <laughs> you can't get there as quick uh, after having died. Uh, but to, to compensate there, the adaptive shield uh, now no longer has a cast time. You'll get your health immediately when you press E. Um, and its duration increased from 7 to 9 seconds. Um, and the minefield 
ultimates. Uh, the, the proximity mines no longer stick to walls, um, as they evidently would in the past. So, for example, King's Row Streets, uh, if you ult way up in the air, half your mines don't even make it down to the payload. <laughs> uh, but that is no longer the case, although they will get caught on ledges and stuff. Um, um, but so that'll uh, uh, hopefully help more of those land in range of where you want them to be. Yeah. Should be... Should be some interesting changes. I'm a big fan of the grappling hook change, no doubt. I'm a, I'm a fan of any change that makes um, stalling less of a thing, less of an option, for sure. Um, but should be interested to see the rest of the changes. I mean, Wrecking Ball is obviously super strong right now already, and and an owl. So I think while that is a bit pretty big nerf, um, the grappling call. Th- claw thing i think the adaptive shield is actually a, a pretty huge buff as well so um and then i don't know how i, I don't know if it's a buff or a nerf for minefield um I, I haven't seen too much of him using walls or anything like that to to uh make his minefield better or anything like that so i, I don't know what, what that'll do um but should be should be interesting overall the, those were the ones i feel like that the, the wrecking ball change is what most people were focused on because it's super interesting Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the changes. Should, like Joe said, probably be live pretty soon since it's been on experimental for a week. So get ready for those. Um, let's get into picking next week's matches. We got four games here, of course. Um, same hero bands before Sigma Lucio, Ash Echo. And there's some interesting matches. Uh, Joe has to pick first since he's back in the lead. Uh, first up, really interesting match. New York Excelsior, Philadelphia Fusion. And the reason this is so interesting is they both just beat Shanghai. Um, but even though I think Philly has been, throughout the season, everyone thinks Philly's better than New York. They have lost twice to New York, Joe. They have yet to beat New York this year. Uh, so this is a, a very interesting matchup. Will this be the first time Philly's able to finally beat New York, Joe? I mean, I have to say no, um, and, and you know, uh, regardless of uh, um, regardless of how close the match may well end up being, and I think it definitely has that potential. Um, yeah, I'm definitely leaning into the Philly Fusion here, um, to, just for the sake of my own sanity. Um, but I, I don't, you know, you know, I don't think uh, it's so crazy either. I don't think. Um, um, that's that's an unusual pick. Um, I think it's going to be a great uh, great match to start off the uh, Asian division. Yeah, I, I think this will be the first time Philly beats New York. I, yeah, it's hard not to pick Philly here. I mean, they even stomped Shanghai better than been better than New York. A nice clean three zero, and they're just looking good right now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going Philly. Okay, and then we got another APAC, Seoul, Shanghai. This one should be very interesting. Uh, Seoul, we didn't really talk about, but they had a good week. They went 2-0. Very close game against Hangzhou, though, 3-2. They now face Shanghai, who, of course, went 0-2. People are wondering if they're tanking or what. Uh, Importantly, at this point, they're 0-2, Joe. This is where we, I guess, find out if they're actually tanking or not, because... um, they, they need to win this game to stay in this countdown cup. Do you think they're able to do that? Um, 
Yeah, I think they have to. Uh, like, like I was sort of alluding to earlier, um, I think um, Shanghai doesn't really want to throw this month away, um, and and may you know they may have have been a little bit more relaxed in this first week, but uh, ultimately they're here to to make some money. They're here to win some matches, um, and I, I think whatever whatever the result ends up being, um, they're going to get the full brunt of Shanghai, but. The full brunt of Shanghai is by far and away the best uh, team in Asia. So, yeah, I agree. This is a must-win. I think you just can't, you can't just completely throw away this whole month if you're Shanghai. It's just a stupid idea. So, I'll go Shanghai when wins this one, and they they're going to be trying um, for sure. Let's head to NA for the next two. These are Sunday games. Uh, first is Boston, Florida, which I think is going to be a very interesting game uh last time these two met was in the summer showdown boston swept them 3-0 but we haven't seen florida since then basically uh and we have no clue what they're going to look like we do know ogs back in they're done running the weird things they were going for last time out og is back in at main tank uh but should be in it we'll we'll see both these teams play before this matchup so we might have different picks by then but who you got right now in this in this matchup joe um, yeah, I I believe I'm going to lean in here towards Boston a little bit. Um, it had a good week, um, a, a nice win over a, a strong-looking Paris, um, and you know taking a map off the shock is definitely not nothing. Uh, we know how how well this team's looked in the past. Um, uh, both of them have looked in the past, for that matter. But um, uh, but, but, but yeah, I am I am both uh, positive enough feeling about Boston, but also. Um, not feeling too hot about Paris or Florida right now, um, and I think that is valuable enough to to make that pick. Yeah, makes sense. I'm going Boston too, of course. I mean, no doubt. I always have to go Boston, even if Joe. I, my my days going into work when we have a game, like sometimes when we're facing a really tough team, I'll go into work and I'll like before I go into work, I'm like, yeah, I can't pick us, right? We're facing someone really good. I should just I can't lose to Joe here I should just pick the other team and then about an hour into work after I've watched like our scrims for however long and I'm getting like really hyped about the game I'm like nah we're gonna win and then I always just (laughs) I always switch it to to Boston winning and it has been to my detriment at times but but I always just get way too hyped um and I am going Boston to beat Florida here um and it's gonna be here it's gonna be a watch party actually that's pretty big um, there will be fans in Boston watching the team play. Um, not as many fans as like a Dallas homestand or something, but still. Um, and then our last game, which is super interesting, Atlanta, Dallas. Atlanta, like I mentioned earlier, this is the one team. This is their final boss, Joe. This is just the one team they consistently can't beat, despite the fact that like a lot of people think they possibly deserve to be the best team in NA. Be crowned that because of their consistency. This is the one team they need to beat, though, in my eyes, to prove that. Do they do it this time, Joe? Atlanta, Dallas. Yeah, I um, I just had this pulled up here. Um, they, yeah, I think the if, if, if at all, I think this is the time for Atlanta uh, to jump in and take care of business. Um, the possibility is definitely there. Um, I'd love to see 
uh, how they're able to handle Florida uh, earlier in the week as well. Uh, you know, just for context, but um, uh, right up here up front, I think, um, I, yeah, I think we can can dive in on Atlanta there. Yeah, I also gonna go Atlanta. Like you know, I predicted them. I predicted Atlanta to finally beat Dallas in the summer showdown. It didn't happen, so I have to do it again. I'm just gonna spam it until it happens. It's gotta happen, right? It's gotta. <laughs> yeah, it's just like exclamation mark drops. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? If I keep if I keep spamming it, it'll happen. I'll, <laughs> I'll get the drops. Um, but yeah, those are all. I think we we picked all the same, but. I, we did. I, I still yeah. think it could go either way on all those matches, to be honest. So, um, exciting. Should be an, another exciting week in the Overwatch League. Anything else to to talk about before we sign off here, Jeff? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Other than just, obviously, I, I say this every week, how crazy it is that we're so close to playoffs. It's exciting. Um, it's Yeah, you can smell it in the wind. Yeah. The playoff season is coming. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, well, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow our personal Twitters at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. Our show has a Twitter at On the Flank Show. Tweet out graphics, power rankings, all this, all that sort of stuff all the time. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, enjoy the second week of the Countdown Cup.